What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we're on episode 78 this week. Ooh, only two away from 80. Getting 80. there. 80. Chugging along. Hell yeah, Chugging man. along. It's crazy. It really is. Man, we got a lot of stuff to talk about on industry news this week. I mean, Netflix, this article just came out by IndieWire that we saw. They have canceled eight series from female creators. That's just absolutely insane and unacceptable in this point in age and time right now yeah it, i mean absolutely insane they're, they're just netflix has got a lot of questions to answer that yeah. that's for sure they're making some moves that just don't make a whole lot of sense seriously seriously and we're also talking about r kelly jesse smollett emmy's amazon prime and just so much more getting into the streaming wars it's super duper crazy well let's inter introduce our host for this week myself jlo fantastic and the one and only mouth what up oh man and we would also like to plug our website crazyantmedia.com where you can head over there and pick up some crazy ant gear hats bags sweatshirts tank tops anything you like and you can also pick up some of our photography prints we have links to both of those merchandise websites on our own personal website i know that gets a little confusing whole bunch of websites to go through but it's all good because it's all great merchandise for available to purchase it is honestly honestly now let's get started with netflix like we teased at the top of the show cancels eight series over the past couple months and all from women creators friends from college one day at a time chambers marvel's jessica jones orange is the new black tuca and birdie trinkets and the oa man that's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah 21 series so far they've canceled this year yeah 21 we're only halfway done basically uh, yeah exactly and but this one yeah from women creators i mean that that's a lot now we should say uh jessica jones uh the female creator there is still sort of kind of with netflix because she's doing witcher yeah but i mean are they, <laughs> are they gonna cancel that one too I, i'd be worried i mean like honestly exactly, I, would, I would be exactly i mean we know the jessica jones thing came from the marvel you know yeah. fiasco but yeah it, it's just disturbing this is definitely not the time to be be canceling women-led shows it just doesn't look good yeah seriously seriously and it all comes to surprise to me because some series get like in last season and then some just get they stop in like in the middle of the season they just stop and that's it that's it for him i mean a new season comes out and then the next day, basically, Netflix comes out with a statement saying, oh, this is also canceled. Yeah, like why Why would you announce the cancellation right after you've announced the renewal? Exactly. Like, it, like, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. But, I mean, they're trying, man. They really are. I Like we talked about in previous weeks, I really think that – they're just going after name people now. They don't care about the young indie creator anymore. No, no, and and we will talk about that a little bit later too because they are spending obscene amounts of money. Mm -hmm. After we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago, after they were talking about slowing down on spending the money. Yeah, but no, I mean these announcements over the last month, they are just, I mean, a, almost a billion dollars spent to sign people over the last month or so. It's exactly. insane. It really is. It really is. Well, I. I said last week that i think they're just gonna get out of the tv game but i mean it's obviously not true because they also announced this last week that 
They're bringing Phil Lewis in to direct the, direct the first batch of episodes for The Big Show Show. And yeah, that's right. You remember the WWE superstar, The Big Show? Well, he's be coming on to the acting side of things, or at least in front of the camera, not any wrestling acting or whatever. Uh, he's, it's going to be like a family sitcom between him and it looks like he's going to have three daughters and a wife and he's not going to be the center of attention anymore. And so, I mean, that looks pretty good. It looks pretty interesting, family fun, and I think that's what they're striving for, especially with Disney streaming yeah, service coming exactly. out. Exactly. I feel like that's a definite attempt to compete with Disney uh, for family entertainment. There, there's no doubt about that. And Phil Lewis, I mean, from Disney Channel, right? Exactly. He's like the sweet life of Zach and Cody, and exactly. I mean, it, you guys will recognize him right away. So smart move to bring him on. Big show. Now, my my thing, is this like a partnership with WWE Entertainment? Because remember, they moved into the production side of it. They're making films and stuff. Is yeah. this like a co-production type thing with Netflix? Well, or what? I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like it's going to be a WWE um uh, production it looks like and then partnered with netflix so it yeah it's really going to be interesting and it, that's set to come or it's set to start filming august 9th so it already started filming so i mean i'm guessing we should have some of those maybe by the end of the year yeah i mean we'll, we'll see I, I just you know it's odd netflix should stick to what netflix does best and pumping out family entertainment like disney style shows probably not the best thing to do to compete with Disney. Exactly. I mean, that was my thing. They were such their own person. They were their own streaming service. Yeah. They, they didn't have to emulate anybody, but now it seems like they're following in the footsteps of these other companies, which really sucks because they were just so independent there for the longest time, and now, like... Yeah, they're just trying to mold to what everybody, quote-unquote, wants to see or what they think people want to see. Yeah, and I think the problem with Netflix is they mastered streaming, yeah. but they didn't master content. And now all these other companies have figured out the streaming, and they've already got the content. Right. They've, already, they've already figured that out. So now, all of a sudden, where you were once the leader, now you're following exactly because now they have to turn around and try to figure out the content part of it exactly and i, I don't know man yeah like, i mean they're continuing on with their family friendly content especially with this series that just got renewed mr iglesias which was gabriel iglesias original series that's on netflix it's basically a sitcom as well he's a like a history teacher teaching all these misfit kids and right. stuff like that so I, I watched it. It was actually pretty good, and it's one of those that I think will probably stick around. And it looks like they're partnering with Gabriel Iglesias a lot because he already had two Netflix specials on there, but now he's coming out with two more uh, stand-up specials for Netflix. So kind of an overall deal with the whole Netflix is a joke. <laughs> Basically. Uh, remember? I mean, which, by the way, was great advertising. Yeah. I mean, if you guys missed that, that was fantastic advertising. Well, good. Hopefully, you know, it got picked up for season two. Soon they don't announce a cancellation. Seriously. It seems like two years is like, that's it on Netflix and yeah. you're done. I mean, unless yeah. you're really lucky. Yeah, I hope um, this one sticks around, honestly, because, I mean, everybody loves Fluffy. I'm going <laughs> to... Like, a, a lot of families like true. watching his stand-up special. So, it's hopefully, Sure. that one sticks around but but how long can all these shows stick around with the obscene amount of money that they're spending to yeah, get uh, as you guys know we talked about this one uh david benwolf and db weiss uh the game of thrones guys remember we talked about this uh on last week's show and the week before their contract with hbo was up and they were shopping their their services to other studios apparently it came down to uh apple netflix and disney 
And we thought, or Amazon, I'm sorry, uh, Netflix and Disney, and we thought for sure Amazon had a leg up because they mentioned they wanted to do the new Lord of the Rings thing. And then we thought Disney might have a leg up because they've already signed on to do a trilogy of Star Wars films for them. But no, Netflix comes in at the last second and offers them a boatload of money and they signed with Netflix. It's so crazy because I did not think this would happen i mean if you go back and listen to last week's show i was like no that definitely not netflix roll them out it's definitely gonna be disney or amazon but right. shit what the fuck they they must have uh, offered them an obscene amount of money i mean they're saying around nine figures yeah that 300 is million is the rumor we yeah. know for sure it's 200 million or more exactly but the rumor out there is as much as 300 million which makes sense to me because they were shopping around for like a greg berlanti shonda rhimes type deal yeah which you know that the 400 million was berlanti and shonda was 250 exactly. so i feel like 300 is probably accurate yeah and it's super crazy because like you said they met with disney hbo slash Warner Media, Comcast, Amazon, and Apple. So, yeah. fucking Netflix, what the shit? I know. <laughs> I, I, again, remember last week we talked about all that money, over half a billion dollars pumped out for three films. Exactly. And then you're going to spend another $300 million on, you know, acquiring these guys and, and first look deals with these guys. I mean, like I said, over the last month and a half, they've spent over a billion dollars signing people or I mean that's crazy yeah. to me when they said they were going to slow down after Triple uh, Frontier. Yeah, I, I just mm. yeah, I'm worried about it honestly. Yeah, Amazon but benefited though. Yeah, I was talking about earlier. Amazon actually picked up, struck up an overall deal with uh, Jenny Klein who was Jessica Jones. Yeah. So they they said fine. You want to like get rid of her? We'll, we'll pick her up, which is w- going to be be interesting because like i said she's still doing witcher so henry cavill's witcher yeah yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes but klein yeah she was it'll be interesting too because i've mentioned before that i think the witcher is going to be very much netflix's game of thrones so but and at the same time lord of the rings is going to be amazon's type game of thrones so it'll be interesting to see how much like if any they have any input into that series especially if it doesn't do well the first season it's true it's true it's it's gonna be we're gonna have to watch this but we do see a lot of and we predicted this a year ago the jumping ship yeah you know well if you're gonna go from here we're gonna go over here to the competitor and i mean we've seen it and uh, good for her though i'm glad she got picked up you know uh, before jessica jones i mean she she did a lot of uh, supernatural and and she was just all over the place with with shows that we watch Mm -hmm. and are fans of so she's been she's been great and hopefully Hopefully it sticks, man. Amazon's yeah. got money, so hopefully they don't ditch you after two seasons. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hopefully other companies do not try to emulate Netflix in that way, seriously. Yeah, no, <laughs> we were just talking, you know, Bezos makes like $2,500 a second. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not even kidding, guys. That's that's not even a joke. He makes about $2,500 a second. I think they got enough money to keep some shows around for a little while. Just saying, mm-hmm. just saying. Just saying, just saying. Now heading over to the Mouse House side of things. The Walt Disney Company posted weaker expected earnings during this most recent financial quarter, which is really interesting to see because, I mean, we've been talking about it, and we know that the streaming service is coming up, and I mean, Iger's been talking about it, so, I mean, this comes by no surprise. Yeah, no, 28% lower. It was a 28% decrease. 
Um, revenues topped out at twenty over twenty billion dollars, but that's a thirty three percent jump from. But they did uh, from year to year from. But they did miss expectations and, and came in lower. But like you said, Iger announced that pretty much right after the deal with Fox was done. Uh, he warned the SEC and the shareholders that they would start to lose money because they were taking away the licensed content and they would no longer be seeing revenue from that. Exactly. So I know what everybody's thinking, like, well, what, what? Disney came in, how could they do that with billions of dollars at the box office and the, the theme parks are doing all this kind of... Because they don't have revenue coming in from licensed content. Exactly. So that should tell you how much their licensed content is making. Exactly. Um, but it, what it 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 the the weirdest thing about that story to me was is that the stock dropped massively after it was announced. Yeah. And then the next day dropped a little bit before it started to recover. And I'm like, why? Exactly. He warned you guys this was gonna happen. Why is everybody panicking? In fact, I saw several fi- um Wall Street analysts stay to sell. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Don't sell. People, Don't man. Sell they missed the memo. <laughs> they <laughs> missed the memo. And you guys know, I can't stress this is enough. This is another Eisner situation where he tells you what's going to happen, and if you hold on, it's gonna you're going to see the results when it rebounds. Exactly. Iger did the same thing. This is what's going to happen. It's going to look really bad. It's going to suck. But trust me, when it rebounds, it's going to be great. Exactly. Don't don't be stupid and sell your Disney stock. That yeah, would be seriously. I mean, I'm. I'm guessing by the end of 2020, they're going to be huge. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And and look, guys, it, this plays right into because they also announced pretty much right after they <laughs> they announced that they fell short of the revenue, what the new pricing was going to be. They that's right. They finally announced the pricing for for Disney Plus and the bundle. We we talked about it on last week's show that they were going to bundle it with Hulu. That you could do it as an add-on with Hulu. Well, now you can. Twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine a month, guys. You're going to get Disney Plus. Hulu and ESPN Plus mm-hmm. for twelve ninety nine. It's so crazy. I man. mean, that's cheaper than all of them, and that's the price of Netflix right now. Exactly, so. exactly. And I mean, alone, Hulu currently costs like uh, five ninety nine a month with the ads, and ESPN Plus costs four ninety nine a month with the ads. So what? That's another like six dollars that disney plus actually is by itself yeah like, yeah that, exactly right so it, yeah because if you had purchased each one individually it would have ended up costing you like four or five dollars more than what this bundle is going to cost yeah. still cheap because if you look at hbo 16 or 17 dollars a month even if you had purchased the three individually it would have still been cheaper than their 16 or 17 dollars yeah and the bundle but see i mean oh and and um Iger was asked about it mm-hmm. Twelve ninety nine, and he's like, "No, we are not trying to kill Netflix. The fact that it was twelve ninety nine is a pure coincidence." And I'm like, "Bullshit." Yeah, Iger is a visionary. He's been planning this shit forever. There's no way twelve ninety nine was a coincidence. That's a planned price. That's a target price. That's another move on the chessboard. And he can say it all day long. I call bullshit. He yeah. knows exactly why it was priced at twelve ninety nine. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, with all the heat that HBO Max is getting and all everything that's happening over there, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to lower this a buck or two to their to around like fourteen or thirteen. Agre- just try to be comparable. Agreed, because CBS announced their numbers and they came well above expectations yeah. where disney fell short cbs actually was above expect uh, wall street expectations and the big part of it was 
Get ready. CBS All Access. Revenue was far more than they had expected. Yeah. So their streaming service, and by the way, guys, in case you missed it, they are going to merge. Viacom and CBS are merging. So that's going to. So yeah, and their streaming service, All Access, is less than Warner Media. You're right. Exactly. So I, I, I would be shocked if it. Do it, we have it, a date on that yet? I mean, I know. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be on Tuesday when they do, when they announced the CBS numbers, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Apparently, they're still coordinating the or working out the the whole. Yeah. We know who's going to be in charge now, but apparently they're trying to work all the underneath parts of it. Yeah. So um, I would expect sometime soon, though. Yeah, um, over the next like week or two, maximum. Yeah, yeah maximum, it, it, exactly. But yeah, mark it down what J Lo said because I, I I think you're right. I'd be shocked within the next month or so we don't hear uh, AT and T come out with a cheaper price for HBO Max. I, I'd be shocked if if we don't see that. Yeah. Are you Warner Media? Them, all those people. Are they the same people? AT and T, Warner Media, yeah, Time Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, AT and T is the parent, but uh, Warner Media is like Warner Brothers. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I'd be shocked. Yeah. And then, kind of playing into what we had talked about with licensed content, Disney again for the second year in a row. Uh, was the top licensor in the world in 2018. $54.7 billion in retail sales of licensed merchandise. It's up 3.2% from the $53 billion in 2017. That's licensed. Now, that includes T-shirts, games, toys, all that kind of stuff. But that plays into the licensed content, meaning television shows and stuff that they're yanking from. That's how much money this stuff is making. So that number, I would not be surprised at all, falls next year. They will not repeat as the top only because they're losing a lot of that revenue coming into this year uh, from the TV shows and stuff. So. But it just shows you, man. And I mean, which honestly, if you go down a toy aisle, you basically see all of Disney stuff and barely anything else. No, yeah. And what do you see right next to Mickey and Donald and all them? Marvel and uh, Star Wars. Exactly. Which is also Disney's consumer stuff that they're racking up the prices. So that's where they're making all their money. I mean, they're just dominating. And. A lot of people think that's why Netflix might be in trouble because the one thing that Disney has going for their streaming service is the name recognition. Right. And when you $54 billion in licensed products around the world, that's because people know Disney and who they are. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a problem for Netflix. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, seriously, seriously. I mean, honestly, they, whatever cartoons are on Netflix, they need to start figuring out some sort of merchandise deal or something. Like, I mean, you see, like, Stranger Things stuff. You see some... I mean, you did see some 13 Reasons Why, like, shirts and mm-hmm, stuff, but mm-hmm. they need to get into some, like, toys, action figures. I mean, they got a little bit of board games with Stranger Things. There's a Stranger Things Monopoly. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, they need to get more into the merchandise game, honestly. They really do, because, I mean, they're going to have to make their money somehow, man. Exactly. I, I just they ain't got that friend's money coming in anymore. Yeah, I'm exactly. just saying. I mean. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, you brought up the MCU, or you brought up Marvel, at least. Gimme Chen, who is also in Miss or Captain Marvel, she is a part of the uh, what are they called? What are they called again? What the people that the skulls? The no, scrolls? no, the um, Jude Law, those people. 
<laughs> See, because you asked me, now I don't. I can't think of it. You're all. a comic book nerd, and you don't know. I know. What I, know. The I feel bad. We'll come back to it. It'll it'll jump into my head while you're talking about oh the story. Oh my goodness! I know. Gemma Chan, who was in Captain Marvel as someone else, she is in talks to play in the Eternals. We don't know if she will be playing the same role of the same clan of the people that we do not know at the moment. But, I mean, this would be the first time uh, an actor would be coming back to play a main character or if they were two different characters. Uh, Yeah. So that would be very interesting. That's true. Uh, Watch. By the end of the show, it's going to pop into my head and it's going to be there. Cree. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, the Cree. Um. Ooh, that's but I mean that would fit into the Eternals. I don't know if she played the same character. Yeah, I mean I I just don't know how. Of course, depending on who she plays in the Eternals, we would never even realize it was the same person. Yeah, I mean honestly. to be honest, I mean so I mean it could be a makeup CGI thing. You'd never even know it was her. Yeah. So we'll it, we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. The Eternals is gonna be Marvel's twenty fifth film that's been released in the marvel cinematic universe which is super crazy and that's set to hit theaters on november 6 2020 so you still got a year year and a half ish but it's gonna be exciting guys because this is a darker take they're doing some darker stuff now. yeah and they're going cosmic yeah. eternals are all about being out there with captain marvel in in, in space and i mean i'm telling you we all know exactly. feige confirmed it exactly fantastic force coming <laughs> exactly exactly now let's jump into an abc side of things disney's tv side the chief says that little mermaid the live action musical will be released like the same week as disney plus basically it's going to be like a live action launch pad promotional event it's going to be the little mermaid like i said and it's just trying to uh drum up some buzz for it coming out and shaggy is going to play the crab sebastian yep. queen latifah is going to play ursula and Ula Kurohavo will, will play the leading role. So, I mean, just exciting stuff, man. They're doing some smart stuff in marketing. Yeah, and, and then I guess that's kind of setting up because you're going to get this live-action musical thing on Disney+. Plus. And then, of course, remember, they announced the live-action film. Exactly. Uh, uh, which is not this cast. It'll be a totally different totally cast. Totally different. Um, so, of which we talked about, caused some controversy uh, with with who they were casting. Um, but yeah, so they're all over it. I guess you're going to get two interpretations of, yeah. and you know, I mean, Melissa McCarthy's uh, Ursula is going to be very different than. Did she say uh, yes that she was going to do? Yeah, that? yeah, no. and that's going to be very different yeah. than Queen Latifah's version of it. And so, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how that's going to play out. But I mean. If you're a fan of The Little Mermaid, though, you're loving it. Exactly. I mean, you're getting it everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's not all good stuff happening at ABC. Mm, It's really not. Uh, Afton Wilmanson, who is an actress on The Rookie, or was an actress on The Rookie, I should say, uh, announced last week that she is quitting the ABC police drama after stating that she was subjected to bullying, racism, comments, sexual harassment, and sexual assault. And the crazy thing is... Uh, the bullying and sexual harassment was from a co-star, and the sexual assault was from a hairdresser on set. Right. Which is cra- two different people. What the shit? Yeah, it, it, and all the respect to her, 
because she is an integral part of the show. She's a main character. In fact, she's so important. She was the training officer to the main character, yeah. which is the whole thing. He's a rookie being trained, and but she said, "Nope, yeah, out of here." I'm done. Um, and that took a lot of courage, a lot of guts to not only call out what happened, but then walk away from the payday yeah. in a successful show. And she was not scared or even hesitated to identify these people. Demetrius Gross was the act, the recurring guest star that mm -hmm. came back to play Detective Kevin Wolf in five episodes in season one. And the hair department head uh, was a part of the racial discrimination in the racially charged inappropriate comments and a sexual assault at the rap party with her name is sally Kat, i don't even siganovich uh yeah sure Siganacic, that sounds good siganovich i guess yeah something like that yeah which it, it's super crazy because there's an investigation going on about these matters but the abc already announced that Wilmington's character is going to be replaced with a new character in the season's fourth episode, which, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But I do like, though, that there's an investigation. Yeah. You know, kudos to, to Disney and ABC for at least doing that. We know on the other end of the spectrum at CBS, shit going on all the time there. Ain't exactly. nobody doing shit about it. Exactly. I mean, so at least they're investigating her claims maybe a little too late. Yeah. But, um... At yeah, because they've known about it for a while. Yeah, but I, I like – remember, they took action with Roseanne. They took – I mean, they, at least they're stepping up and taking action. Yeah. So while this might have come too late, maybe they found out about it too late or whatever, that you just if, – if they do the right thing, then good for them. Yeah. Um, but if it gets swept under the rug like a lot of the CBS shit, then I'm going to have yeah. some questions yeah. about like why, why are you doing that. And it's always a double-edged sword because, I mean, like we've talked about before, everybody's so quick to – attack somebody off of someone's accusations right in my opinion i think they should have taken everybody should take the chad hardwick uh, approach to where they absolutely are chris hardwick chris hardwick approach where they suspend the person for the time being while the investigation yep. is going on so they're not seen in the public eye and then once the investigation is completed that's when you make your decision on absolutely. what's going to happen so, absolutely yeah. it's the smart thing to do because you don't want to say that this person is not telling the truth but then you don't want to immediately convict somebody that it might not be true exactly. so yeah you, you have to take the time like you said to do the investigation mm -hmm. um and then do the right thing, whatever the investigation reveals to be true or not true. Um, and Disney's done that in the past and then made amends. Exactly. Like, you, you know, they, they, they made a decision with James Gunn and then reversed course after – you know, I, I think Disney's leading the pack right now in trying to do the right thing Agreed. with all of this stuff. Where CBS, we know, not only wasn't there an investigation, but then when it was proven by their own tapes – didn't do shit. Exactly. Paid somebody off, kept the show on the air. The actor is still on the air, even though that was proven to be true. Mm -hmm. So you've got one side of the spectrum where they're trying to do the right thing, the other side where they'd rather just pay some hush money and not do anything. And, exactly. You know, so it's definitely something that you have to keep an eye on. And one of the reasons is this right here, because 20th Century Fox is now, as everybody knows, part of Disney. Mm -hmm. Well, remember, 
just a just a while back, 20th Century Fox before the merger signed uh, first look deals with Drew Goddard and Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Well, they're part of that family now. Exactly. You can't tell me they want to be all up in there if that kind of junk's exactly. going on. So doing the investigations and all that is smart. We should also say the reason I brought that up is because those deals are now being merged into ABC Studios. It's right. going to now take place under ABC Studios instead of the Fox Studios. Um, the reason that that was approved is because apparently they hadn't started anything mm-hmm. under those deals. Yeah. And the person that was actually in charge of the Fox division that would have been in charge of these deals is now at ABC Studios and heading ABC Studios. Which So it just makes – they have a relationship with the person already. Nothing had been done on the Fox side of it. Right. So it just made sense to bring it over there. Uh, Joni Davis. Yeah. Um, and so it ju- it just kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense to do that. Definitely. Um, and we'll keep an eye on that because, like I said, uh, Disney's got a lot of first look deals too. Exactly. And a lot of you know heavy people involved there. And you know you got to keep the environment clean. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Agreed. Agreed. Well, someone who can't keep anything clean. I mean, they he's pissing on everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> just saying. Um, Damn. R. Kelly has been charged with two counts of engaging in prostitution with a person under the age of 18 in minnesota back in 20 or 2001 i believe uh kelly gave this girl when she was then 17 his autograph and a phone number on the autograph and the compliance states that when she called his phone number she was direct she was directed to his hotel in minneapolis and was met by someone who she believed to be a male member of his staff Well, she said that when she first met R. Kelly, the two made small talk and, yeah, so-so, whatever. But then he gave her $200 to dance for him. And then after settling on the amount, she agreed. And then he took off her clothes and then his and touched her sexually while she danced. It's just, this is such a creepy individual, man. Yeah, and and look, there's, (laughs) it's... Forget what we just said about the investigation stuff in ABC. Not necessary here. No. This this guy, I don't care what he says. It's it, – it, it, if it quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It, look, it's been over and over and over and over for so many years right. now. You hear it once, maybe it's bullshit. Over a decade. Yeah, you hear it twice – Okay, let's wait until see. Let's try to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. But three times, four times, five times, like Jayla just said, over a decade, we know this is happening. Yeah. Okay, this guy, he's a predator. He needs to be put away. And hopefully this he was denied bail. We should say he was denied bail this time. And I don't think, you know, even if he had somehow scammed some more people, remember he somehow miraculously got bail money yeah, in Chicago. The last time. Not going to happen this time. Denied bail. I think he's finally going to be locked up. Yeah. I think he's finally going to be locked up. Um, he's a predator. He needs to be taken off the I streets, agree. man. Agreed. This goes all the way back to Aaliyah. Exactly. I mean, she was a child bride. He basically brainwashed her and then convinced her parents to let her marry him. Exactly. I mean, she was, what, 15? Something like so, that. So, I mean, he, yeah. it's just, it goes back far too long to, to not believe that it's true. Agreed. It's so fucked up. So fucked up. Well, something that caused this man to do some fucked up shit is he's finally getting some consequences for it. Jesse Smollett, who played Lucius's musician son, Jamal, on the 
hit series Empire, which debuted in 2015. He's been written out of the final episode of season five following the headline of the grab him brush with the law and all that shit. And I'm honestly fine with this. Yeah, no, yeah. He he, he did not appear in at the end of season five. And now the producers have announced while they did ex- pick up the extension to his contract, doesn't matter. They've now announced he's done. He, he will not be back for the final season at all. His storyline is over, done. You will not see Jamal, period. And going back to that, I think a lot of that has to do with Disney. Uh, I yeah, oh, oh yeah, without yeah, you know without, it does. Yeah, like. de- definitely. I, I would not uh, disagree with you at all there. And now, what I'm really curious about though is they must have hardcore come down with the lawyers because remember, the majority of the cast said if Jamal is not brought back, yeah. they will not show up. Well, season six is moving forward, and Jamal is not coming back. <laughs> Jussie is done. Yep. So they must have said, you're under contract, and exactly. you're, you're going to do season yeah. six. So, I mean, something like that had to go down because they were supporting him and made it clear exactly. they would not finish season six if the, if he didn't be – or wasn't brought back. And exactly. he's not being brought back. Exactly. So, um, They're like, we will sue all of you motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, the good news for, for fans of the show – and you know, if you guys watch through to the end of last season, uh, um, his character was wrapped up tidy. Yeah. You know, Jamal's character was sent off in a good way. It was kind of a happy. He was finally in a good place in his life, and everything was kind. Of, so his storyline was. It's not going to be one of those. Oh, where'd Jamal go? Right. Why isn't he not on this? You know, yeah, kind of just class. dropped off. It was tidily cleaned up, and and he kind of left in a good way as far as the character goes. So cool. it, I mean, for any. If you're a fan of the show, at least that's good. Yeah. At least that's cleared up. You're not going to have to deal with that. Um, he is still, we should say, trying to get the state to drop the civil all suit. the civil suit yeah. and all this stuff. And it's not going to happen. Right? No, seriously. You know, I, th- I think this is the right move by Fox and Disney. And Agreed. I just, I, I think, you know, move on. Exactly. Move on. <laughs> move on. Exactly. Tired of talking about that shit, honestly. Yeah. Oh, man. But this next one, this is pretty awesome. Emma Watson, she sets up a sexual harassment hotline in the UK with the Time's Up movement, which is completely, honestly, so respectable because of predators like R. Kelly and predators like just so many others. It's disturbing how often it happens and how long it's been going on yeah um gina davis just had a a story she just released a story uh this week saying uh that when she auditioned once and uh the scene that she was auditioning for it it was um a provocative scene where she had to sit on the lap of of the guy and and you know it was sexual in nature or whatever and when she was doing the audition the director said why don't you just act out the scene with me come sit on my lap Mm. and and she said she didn't want to and she felt extremely uncomfortable doing that scene with him but she didn't realize she could say no yeah and that's the kind of stuff we're talking about it's been going on forever it's creepy it's it's and I feel like as much as the movement has helped, it's still happening. Yeah. It's, you know that kind of shit's still going on. Exactly. It, it's just... Like, the good thing now is that women are aware and are conscious. If you feel uncomfortable, then there's probably a reason for that. Exactly. So. And, and kudos to Emma Watson because sometimes calling on the hotline maybe mm-hmm. anonymously saying, this happened to me, this person exactly. did this... At least gives an outlet. At least gives them maybe some confidence to do it. So kudos to her. I think it's a, a great move. Yes. And um, just 
you know, you brought up a great point though with, with uh, Chris Hardwick and said just don't jump to conclusions when you do hear an accusation at first. Let's let's let it all play out. We'll call a scumbag a scumbag, Definitely. but we're not going to call somebody something until we know. Exactly. So just you know, and we hope that all of our listeners kind of do the same. Wait, <laughs> see what happens, watch it play out, then make your decision. Exactly. I mean, you know. Exactly. Well, let's get back into some exciting shit. Oh goodness, we talked about last week. The king of motion capture might be attached to Venom, the second sequel, or. Venom, the sequel, the second one, um, and it is indeed, in fact, that he is coming on to direct that. And the cool thing is, Tom Hardy helped to write the sequel. Yeah, and and yeah, well, helped write it. Um, yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not just yeah. Um, <laughs> And was integral in bringing in Andy Serkis, oh, apparently. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the the whole reason to, to bring him in. Yeah. Um. Now this, I I found that when they when this all broke, which by the way we talked about this last week, Tom Hardy kind of blew the secret when he posted Andy Serkis's picture on Instagram yeah. or whatever. But so we kind of knew that this was going to happen. But what I, what I didn't know is that Tom Hardy did not do the motion capture of Venom in yeah. the first film. I wonder what that. I wonder if that was because he might have been uncomfortable with how the direction was going with that current director yeah. or like he felt like it wasn't right so i think he'll jump into it this time i think so too and who better as a director than than the motion capture guy himself to teach you how to i mean remember he's brought in on multiple not just acting himself like in in king kong and gullum and right. stuff but brought in as the consultant in like avengers with to help mark ruffalo with hulk and and it, so who better to do this than andy circus i mean it's going to be brilliant yeah um, I'm super excited about and it. Carnage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, you know, I just read too that apparently there was supposed to be an epic battle scene between Venom and Carnage at the end of the first one, yeah. and it was decided to be cut Damn and not uh, happen. Damn. Uh. So uh, you know, there you go. We know this is how Woody Harrelson. If for anybody who doesn't know, spoiler alert, yeah. he's playing Carnage. It's going to be really Didn't interesting. Didn't you see somewhere that they were talking about making this a PG-13 Yeah, they too? said they still feel like they could keep this PG-13 like Venom was. But, I mean, Carnage is a serial killer, guys. He's a serial killer inside a symbiont that wants to kill. Exactly. So I don't understand. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. I didn't hate Venom. I thought Venom was great. Yeah. Uh, definitely so. And it was PG-13. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, man. It, it's going to be, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, this next one I'm pretty excited about because I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Universe. Well, it looks like the guys over at Sony, they're looking to create a TV series about the whole universe, which is very exciting. Hopefully they bring in... Uh, Shamik Moore to yeah. voice Miles. If it still centers around him, that would be pretty awesome. It would be. It um, would be very cool. I'm interested to see where they're gonna put it though. I don't I don't I haven't read much into that part of it, but I would like to see it pop up on Hulu since it's technically kind of sort of a yeah, part of the I mean, MCU. It, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, we know the multiverse is being introduced in the MCU next yeah. year, so um, but I mean, it was it, it was hard not to do this after the huge success of the movie. Exactly. And it, there's so many possibilities. Uh -huh. I mean, there's so many Spider-Mans in the multiverse, so why not do it? Exactly. Um, they're excited, and the fact that they're doing it is the smart yeah. thing because I think if somebody else had tried to capitalize off their success, if Sony had brought somebody else in to yeah, do it, yeah, it would have been weird. Yeah, and, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah, but. I just yeah, the flow wouldn't have been there. Yeah, like you said, I just don't think it would. And so we're gonna see a big boom in animation because you know uh, the MCU. 
What If exactly. is going to be their first animated, you know, push into the MCU. Yeah. So I love this. Yeah. I, I love that we're going to see all of this kind of take off because for me, I mean, I felt like cartoons kind of died for a little yeah. while. And to see all this big push, I, I'm yeah. hugely excited. I'm, I'm excited to see Howard the Duck, how they're going to do oh, him, man. Kevin Smith. Just the like, second they announced that it was Kevin Smith <laughs> doing it, I was thrilled. Yeah. I mean, Howard the Duck is one of those where you got to be – Really careful. Yeah. Um, and that I have no doubt that will not be yeah. um, PG-13. Nah. <laughs> it's going to be on Hulu for anybody who doesn't know. And I'm almost positive that's going to be adult-oriented because you can't really do Howard the Duck without adult-oriented. It just wouldn't work. Exactly. So Exactly. Mm. Uh, now this next one might excite a few people. Coming to America 2, Eddie Murphy is back. We announced a couple episodes ago, well, a, few, a while ago. Um, James Earl Jones is coming back to reprise his role and also wesley snipes is also attached yeah that's and uh, we don't know who he's gonna play yet um which is but wesley snipes i mean come on that's gonna be awesome i'm maybe a a new uh adversary for for eddie's character you know for hakeem's character yeah um boy they're just everybody's lining up they they also said john amos is coming back Mm -hmm. um so we know the dad you know mcdowell is coming back uh i i would guess the only one not would be his mom madge sinclair who read in peace passed away uh several years back but it looks like the whole original cast is going to be brought that's back. really so cool that's re- yeah it's going to be because could you even imagine we talked about a couple weeks ago arsenio already signed but could you even imagine hakeem without his best yeah exactly i mean i mean it just wouldn't have made it, sense yeah seriously it really wouldn't have now been. is it going to be like it was where they play multiple characters that would remember be eddie played like four or five yeah, different characters like, in so the many <laughs> like i mean come on it, I, I mean i feel like he's got to do that again yeah it, seriously it just, just to get back on set man honestly I, I, he's got another one coming out too i forget what it's called but he looks like kind of like an old school gangster type yep, like yep. with an afro and a mustache so i'm excited to see and we, like we talked about a couple weeks ago also and we're all going to keep an eye on it is apparently close to signing a deal with netflix for some comedy specials so oh yeah yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes i mean exactly. yeah. i think he did actually remember we thought they like the 70 million yeah 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 so so that's right because they were negotiating the price for it yeah, yeah 70 70 million exactly. netflix and <laughs> fucking netflix still spending still spending exactly i i think they're gonna be great though i i think we're gonna see a resurgence of eddie and i, I think it's gonna be good yeah definitely definitely now this next one, you know how we were talking about the Irishman making sure to get the proper technology down to do the de-aging effects and the proper aging effects. Well, IT Chapter 2 is also doing the same thing. They're using the de-aging visual effects technology to make sure that the Losers Club still looks as young as they did in the original film. Well, I mean, they're all going through their teenage years, so they're kind of growing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense to try to get them back to that like preteen, early teenager years. Right, right. Now, yeah, it, may, <laughs> it makes total sense. I'm just like, you know, is it getting a little out of hand? I mean, you're, you're taking young kids and de-aging them. I yeah. mean, I get it when you're trying to make De Niro look 30 years younger right. or Will Smith, you know. But when you're trying to make a 15-year-old look like a 12-year-old, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. But it, it does make sense yeah. because they're doing flashbacks of the first movie. And if they did look older, it would look weird. Yeah. So. And I think I read somewhere that Stephen King wrote a new scene, a whole new scene for this movie. Right. So that's going to be interesting. That he requested be in it because yeah. apparently it wasn't and he wouldn't sign off 
on chapter two until he said, but this scene has to be in it. Exactly. So that'll be interesting because definitely, you know, King, he's been pretty actively involved in his, in his stories now yeah. uh, when they're turned into film. Before he would just kind of like, okay, you know, here's the rights to do a movie or what, but now he's very yeah. hands on in the last few. Yeah, so touch and go. I mean, I wonder if he's going to be a part of the shining sequel. I think it, I think he did. Really? Did, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know I know he's seen it because he he commented on it and said that he was extremely happy with it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. Good for him though. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely. Oh, this next one kind of sucks for Ben Affleck because even though I kind of think he's a douche, what he does to Jennifer Gardner, but <laughs> The Way Back, his film The Way Back has been moved to 2020, which kind of sucks because, I mean, you always want to see somebody get back on their feet after a tough time. And like we said when we were talking about Netflix, the Triple Frontier movie just did not do well. Yeah, for whatever reason, it, it just did not do well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, first of all, we should say congrats because he's healthy yeah he's sober he's been kind of able to stay stay good the last few months since he's been out of rehab so good for him exactly hopefully that stays on track and we know he's working with uh matt damon again, again they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're writing a movie again i'm um, excited about that me too and and maybe we can get them in front of the camera together again um so you know, hopefully he stays on track because exactly. like you said he, he was kind of a major douchebag with with jennifer and um I know that the alcoholism and all that crap had a lot to do with yeah. that, obviously. But hopefully, he could just stay on track, get keep his shit together, and you know, agreeing because he he is a talented guy. Exactly, he's a great director exactly. in my opinion, and, and clearly Argo was great. Yeah, fantastic, and he's clearly a great screenwriter. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he's got a lot of talent. Hopefully, he can he can stay clean and. Just keep it going because, you know, good luck, Ben. Yeah, seriously, seriously. Now, this next one I'm really excited about. FX announced that Atlanta is going to start production on season three and four back-to-back in the spring of 2020. Now, I mean, this makes sense. They're doing two seasons back-to-back. I mean, it's been like maybe a year and a half, two years since season two of Atlanta. Well, I mean, Donald Glover's been a little busy. He's been a little busy. (laughs) Just a little, but I'm really excited about this because everybody really enjoyed this uh, this series uh, we know our good friend Keena Ferguson was featured on this yep, one and talks yep. about it all the time so maybe she'll come back for that one maybe cool. that would be awesome that would be extremely awesome and but it, you know FX pulled a little Netflix move mm-hmm. you know they announced this season three and four and then announced that would be it yeah, kinda, <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, we're renewing it for three and four. We're gonna shoot it back to back, and then we canceled it. So yeah. enjoy three and four. Like, yeah, you know, just wonder you yeah, Netflix but, all of a sudden. But, exactly. But then again, in this way, I just hope they wrap it up right. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I do like that they're gonna shoot it back to back. So you know, you you do have that time to. And I, yeah, I mean, if there is an upside to these people, you know, saying, "Hey, you're renewed, but we're also going to only give you this, and you're canceled," right? It does give the writers an opportunity to close it all out. Yeah. Where those unexpected cancellations, you're like, "Well, what the fuck? We yeah. didn't know we were getting canceled." So exactly, you know, exactly. So. And I wouldn't be surprised if this was Glover's decision because, like we said, he's a really busy guy, and he takes part in the writing part. So and apparently. The Deadpool thing is not completely dead or ruled oh, really? out yet. Yeah, that's the latest I heard is oh, that shit. that might still be a possibility. Yeah, so that'd maybe, be really maybe, cool. maybe he got another show he needs to be working on. I don't know. We'll <laughs> exactly, see. Exactly. Oh, man. Now this next one kind of sucks. Yep, kind of sucks. sucks. Uh, Aquaman 2 is going to be postponed there for a while, or at least we don't know when it's going to happen. Jason Momoa says he's not going to move forward with it 
as he continues to protest for this major Hawaii construction. Now, what's this about? Yeah, it, it apparently there's this big telescope that that's being constructed there in in Hawaii, um, and and the problem is is that the land that they're building it on, it's it's almost a religious like like. Um, you know, monastery type, you know, holy land. Yeah. And and it's gonna destroy a lot of a lot of the land. And um catastrophic almost to the point when they're done with it. And so him and Dwayne Johnson the Rock and, and a lot of protesters are getting behind it saying this is this is sacred ground and, yeah. and you guys we're not gonna let you do this. We can't let you do this. Um and so he's on board with that and he's so I mean attached to it, so determined to it, yeah, he announced Hey guys, I'm just I'm not gonna jump off of this and start filming anything yeah. until this is taken care of. Yeah. Um, and while James Wan had a little time in between, because like we said, he's doing that horror movie or whatever. Uh, apparently, when James Wan is ready, if this ain't taken care of, Jason Momoa don't care. Exactly. So um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, Kudos to him, I guess, for being involved in activism and, right. and things that he holds important to him. Yeah. And because and, and, he's and, from you know, Hawaii, so yeah, yeah. it makes so, sense. I mean, you know, I, it sucks for the fans. It it, it does. It but, sucks for the fans. But like we said, I mean, if he in his heart feels that it's right, I mean, who can hate him for it? Exactly. I mean, what do you you know? Uh, this is a man that that holds true to his values, and I mean, good for him. Yeah, seriously. Plus, I think they'll kind of maybe. With him in the rock, get that squared away. Uh, yeah, real that's a, quick. That's a lot of power. Uh, yeah, right I mean, there. I'm just saying that's a lot of power. I'm, yeah, I'm just... agreed, agreed. Well, now it is time to move on to our top five segment. Oh man, oh, we've taught, we've seen a lot come out this week. Disney announcing that um, possibly remaking a few movies that shouldn't be remade. So this mm-hmm. inspired our top five top five movies that you should just not fucking remake no um, you should definitely not and like we, we got some good ones on here but there's definitely plenty more that they should not touch no one in the industry should touch uh i'll start off i got the departed mm. because i'm a huge fan of everybody involved in that from the directing to the acting it was just such a great cast put together for that one it was um braveheart fucking you can't do that one no. again like no. there's nothing ever no. going to be like that uh shawshank of course uh, Forrest Gump, no one could ever be him ever again. No. And then number one, that's, it's going to happen, but I don't fucking want it to happen, and I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Home Alone. Disney is going to remake Home Alone for their streaming service, but if they're listening, please don't. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's I'm glad you said that because they, they, they very quietly put that out there this week. It's, it is going to be remade, but not even for theatrical. They're, they're remaking it for... Or Disney Plus, exactly. and I'm like, what? I, I mean, just... the same with like Cheaper by the Dozen, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, yep. and um, one, Night of the Museum. They're yeah. remaking all of the yeah, Night of the Museums just... for the streaming service. Like, I, mm, that's two mm. Robin Williams like franchises. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, you Stop should it. not. You should not. Okay, uh, me too. The Princess Bride mm. shouldn't touch it. Beloved classic. You shouldn't even go there. E.T. Oh, Could you yeah. even imagine trying to redo E.T. No. with like a more current alien or no. like, I mean, just you shouldn't even touch that. No. Uh, like you uh, with The Departed, I, I'm old school, but along the same lines, The Godfather. Yes. Never touch The Godfather. Mm-hmm. 
ever. Ever. Um, and this one's already been attempted and was shut down faster than shit by the fans. And I think Disney should pay attention to that. Dirty Dancing. Yeah. If for anybody, they have tried now three times to get that movie rebooted. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Not. Especially now that Swayze's gone. Yeah, exactly. There's no way they let that I happen. I watched the second one and it was so bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that they only made that because they couldn't remake the first exactly. one. Which is just like. And then. I think I've said this, but it goes along with the with the Home Alone with John Hughes. You shouldn't touch any of the John Hughes films. Yeah. I think it's a mistake to touch any of But this one especially, don't fuck with The Breakfast Club. Seriously. Ever. That's like Ever. classic it's growing like up movie. Like, like. It's, yeah, it's your rite of passage from like teenage into adulthood kind of a thing. Exactly. Where you, I just don't ever fuck. That, like I've said countless times, and I we even talked about it with Home Alone. The only way I would even begin to fathom Breakfast Club is if they came back and it was a uh continuation yeah they're all grown up the kids are in school now yeah. kind of. even then i'd be iffy about it exactly. but i'd be okay yeah, all right exactly. but if they did it right but don't reboot it yeah. don't remake no. it because that no. would be a disaster yeah, it's never exactly gonna maybe like like you said their kids could get detention and then at the end of the day like the parents were like yeah this happened once right like, exactly something like exactly. that exactly but still yeah i agree don't touch it no, no. <laughs> don't touch it please don't <laughs> oh my goodness well let's head over to some box office recaps man it was a big weekend for hobbs and shaw they came in at number one with 60 million i predicted 65 to 70 so a little under my predictions but i mean you went and saw this one i did yeah. I, I i another action flick basically it, it was and look i i said i was not a fan i didn't want to see it i didn't think it was there a point for it or whatever but i will say this um it was entertaining yeah and the cameos are worth going to see yeah like so if you were hesitant about it if you were listening to me and say don't go see go see it there's a, a well they just released this on twitter so you probably saw the one cameo kevin hart is yeah. in it um but there's a couple other guest surprises in there yeah and, there's and, some people you didn't couldn't see or yeah, didn't think would be in there no and and yet they are and um for me though Vanessa Kirby steals the movie. Yeah, I think she's phenomenal. If you guys are a fan of the uh, the Crown, you should definitely. Um, she was great in the last um, Mission Impossible. Yeah, she's phenomenal in this movie, and I hope the rumors are true that she will be Catwoman in the new Batman movie because yeah. I think she'll be epic. Um, go see it. I was wrong. Go see it. I can admit when I'm wrong. It was it was entertaining. Go see it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Number two was Lion King with thirty eight and a half million. I predicted thirty five to forty million. Which you saw so many of these fucking movies. I did, and we'll talk about why I saw those in just a minute. <laughs> yeah, we will. God damn it. Uh, number three was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with twenty million. I predicted twenty to twenty-five. Number four was Spider-Man with around seven point nine million. I predicted that wrong. And number five was Toy Story four with seven point three million. I had those two flip flopped. So damn it. Yep, yep. And uh, we should say yesterday finally dropped out of the top ten. Finally. Um. So yeah, that was that's a little disappointing, but it's still in there. I think it was like number twelve or something. So it's yeah. hanging in there or whatever. All so, right. Now new movies coming out this weekend. We got Dora, the City of Lost, or the Lost City of Gold, whatever. Um. We got scary stories to tell in the dark, the kitchen, the art of racing in the rain. 
and Brian Banks. And movies you can still go see are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Hobbs and Shaw, Lion King, Spider-Man, Far From Home, Toy Story 4, Yesterday, Crawl, and Stuber. Some of those might not be in there anymore because big tentpole movies taking their place. But they're probably in other theaters. I saw Dora, Rotten Tomatoes score, man. Critics and fans above 80 for both. What the fuck? I know. I'm shocked. I can't wait. I'm really curious to see how it does at the box office because... I mean, we'll see. Does Rotten Tomato score translate to a big box office? Exactly. Well, we'll see. But yeah, it was 80 plus on both. Uh, we shall see. We shall see. Well, number one, I don't think any of the new movies are going to be number one. I think it's going to be Hobbs and Shaw. It's going to stay there with around 25 to 30 million. Number two, I think, is going to be Dora uh, with around 20 to 25 million. Number three, I think it's going to be Lion King with around 15 to 20 million. Number four, I think it's going to be Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark with 15 to 20 million. And number five, I got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with 10 to 15 million. So good. Yeah, we shall see, man. We shall see. Um, I'm getting there. I'm about to sign up for that Regal. So. All right. Yeah, we should mention Shadiest Shit Movie Pass. We <laughs> throw this in there. If you guys didn't see that, we'll just briefly touch on that. Apparently, there was a reason you couldn't go see the movies you wanted to go see because they changed your password yeah. and you couldn't log in. Super shit. Yeah, it's some crazy shit. But if you were excited about the idea of what MoviePass was, Regal Cinemas, Regal Unlimited is what it was supposed to be. It's fantastic. That's what JLo was uh, was uh, poking at me about. Um, I signed up for it. It's it truly is unlimited films. You can go every day as many times as you want. I could have literally seen all four films in one day if yeah. I wanted to. Um, you can see it as many times as you want, any day that you want, any time that you want. There's no restrictions. Not I mean it's straight up uh, for eighteen bucks a month, twenty one bucks a month, or twenty three bucks a month, depending on what size market you're in. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. They're marketing it brilliantly. They're playing it in front of all the movies uh, before the movie starts, so everybody's aware of it. Unlike Movie Pass, which like nobody was sure. Um, it's great, and JLo's gonna sign up. And um, if you have a Regal or an Edward Cinema anywhere near you, and you're in a market with that, I would highly recommend it. Definitely, definitely. Well, now it's time to head over to the IMDb, IMDb Pro uh, Top Trenders. Oh, man, we love this app. You can track your star meter if you are an up-and-coming actor, director, producer, anything like that in the entertainment industry. You can also see what movies are in development, what movies are going to come out. You can also see what stars are making buzz around Hollywood and, I mean, about to come out with new stuff. So it's a really great app. We love it, especially, like we said, if you're an up-and-coming entertainer of all sorts, you should be on this app. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love the in-development part of it. Yeah. Because, you know, every now and then, if you're paying attention, you'll catch something that wasn't announced yet. Like, they'll uh, they'll accidentally add a cast member to a movie and then blow the surprise that they were cast. It's great. You should have this app just for that. (laughs) Be like, oh, oops. Like, damn. Damn, uh, they're they're starring in that movie. They didn't even announce that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always well, fun. You predicted this one right. You predicted the movie and TV show right last week because you thought that they were going to become the top trending ones, and which they did. The top trending movie is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the top trending TV show is The Boys. So, uh, hey, yeah, bravo hey. to you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and the, both rightfully so. Yes, yeah, because they they're both fantastic yeah. and, and deserve to be the top trenders, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. And the top trending star is Aaron Morete. 
she is on the boys, so that is why she is the top trending star. I believe she is the girl that gets uh, brought in. Yeah, 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 that that old. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That We're not going to blow that for you, but no. there's an interesting scene, and if you haven't heard Chase Crawford explain it, you should. Mm, yeah, you just that's a very interesting. Watch the boys. Just watch it. You'll yeah, see what we're talking about. Seriously, seriously. Now let's switch over to the music side of things. Oh man, this the vinyl album sales. I am very surprised on the Billboard chart toppers. Uh, the vinyl album sales is the Stranger Things three soundtrack. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all because it's 80s. <laughs> oh my I'm goodness. just saying, uh-huh. 80s man. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I mean, now they're making a movie about the boss, so whatever. Uh, right. Nah. Uh, we've had this discussion. I'm uh, just saying, I was right about that too. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Um, the top trending are the top digital album sales go to The Search by NF. I believe he's a Christian rapper, so good for him. Right. Um, the top radio song is still Khaled's Talk. Uh, the artist of the week is NF. And the Billboard 200 albums is The Search by NF. So, yeah, congratulations to him. He makes some good, real music. Uh, I had a Pandora station that his shit used to play on all the time. So I recommend listening to his new album. It's probably definitely worth it. And and still, the top trending, or the top streaming song, the digital song sales of the week, and Hot 100 is still Little Nas X, Old Town Road, 16 weeks at number one. Dude, this is crazy. Yeah, like, four months. Like, man. when like, like when is this going to get knocked off? We need something to, like, I don't know, just be overplayed something. on the radio. Right? Or something. <laughs> like, something. Um, Lana Del Rey's got a new one out. Maybe she can get a song up on there. Like, you know, I don't I don't know. Yeah. You know, somebody knock Lil Nas off. Not that I do, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm good, good you know, him. just, but four months is a long time, bro. It really is. It's a long it, time. It really is. Well, anyway, guys, thank you for coming and getting crazy on this week's episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm, episode 78. We had a blast recording this and putting it out for you. We apologize on the late release. But it's Sunday. You have nothing else to do, so make sure to stream <laughs> along. Um, make sure to follow Listen us. Listen to it right now. Exactly. Make sure to follow us on social media at Crazy Ant Media on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, all those good places. Make sure to follow us both individually. Myself at JLo Fantastic and Crazy Ant Guy nineteen seventy. Oh yeah! Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and then iHeartRadio and so many more we're just everywhere guys anywhere and everywhere make and like i said at the top of the show make sure to visit our website crazyantmedia.com where you can head over to our visual society page which is our canvas prints where you can get photography prints taken by us for as low as two dollars holy shit it's so crazy that is pretty epic it really is it really is and you can also head over to our Spreadshirt page, which is there's a link on our website as well. That is for our shirts, hats, bags, tank tops, all that good shit. So, like, everything is on our Crazy Ant Media website. Make sure to head over there. You can read our personal bios, our professional bios. It visit the Inside the Crazy Ant Farm page, fantastic reviews. Hands down, we'll be up there soon. Just so much going on. We stay busy, man. And our projects, they're doing really, they're rocking and rolling too. Hell yes. I'm so excited about the projects. I can't even begin to tell you. It, I know. It, it's, it's, when you guys see what we got, just wait. Just wait. Definitely, definitely. And my number one 
uh, angel investor hope for is <laughs> Oprah. <laughs>